0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bright Light Tryptonite Football Podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Dark thrower Wayne, Ty, and our host Josh. And tonight we're going to talk about NFL's hot topics. But the reason we have our name is because we love watching people get hit by that kryptonite. And this week, what I saw in week seven was Russell Wilson got hit by those bright lights. Russell Wilson threw three picks in a divisional game in a team that in the beginning of that game looked completely dominant. Carson was killing him. I know he went out in the second quarter, but it was a dominant performance early, I thought, by the Seahawks. And down the line, what does Russell Wilson do? Throws three horrible picks. They dominated time of possession. They dominated rushing the ball. And all they had to do was limit the mistakes. And what do they do? They get a horrible penalty off a field goal that allows Arizona to go down and score. And Russell Wilson throws three absolutely ridiculous picks. I could have completed some of those passes. So, for me, this week seven, nobody got hit by the bright lights harder than Russell Wilson. Josh, what you got? Take it away. All right,
1: guys. Welcome. Week seven was a good week of football. And, John, I think I may have one to top you here. I'm going to talk about somebody else who got hit by the bright lights this week. Todd Gurley from the Falcons. His quarterback – cued him up and said, do not score a touchdown on this play. Get the first down and get down. And what does he do? He scores a touchdown, does the most Falcon thing ever. The Lions drive, get the ball, drop down, score a touchdown to win the game. It's just unacceptable, crazy. You can't make a bonehead move like that, and that's why the Falcons are the Falcons. <laughs> so, so this week it's pretty good. Cool. Um, There's some good games this week. I thought the the Steelers Titans game was good. Um, the Cowboys got murdered, Every, as they everybody always do. Loves to see that? Yeah, don't they? Don't they love to see that?
0: However, let, let me just say that two of the people on this panel picked the Cowboys to win. Me and Ty We're did murder. not pick them to win.
2: Right, it's washed Okay,
3: come on, it's fucking Washington Hey. How, have a, a team name. how about the bright lights of Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Washington football team? Zeke runs for 45 yards. Yeah, you, you you eat, Zeke. Once again, garbage. Garbage.
2: Eating those yeah. losses.
3: Terrible. And since you guys shared
2: your bright light, I get mine, okay? Cam fucking Newton is the bright light kryptonite this year. The whole fucking season. He had one good game this whole entire season. Last week against San Fran, three fucking picks, 98 yards, quarterback rating. What the fuck? Okay? His entire season is 969 yards. Less than a 1,000 fucking yards throwing. What the fuck? Okay? Two two touchdowns, seven interceptions, 71.7 quarterback rating. He's been awful. You can blame it on whatever the fuck you want. He's healthy. He's fucking healthy. He's with the greatest coach of all time. Okay? The coach made fucking Jacoby Brissett win. He made fucking Jimmy G win. Okay, he he turns Matt Castle into an eleven and five starter. Okay, he can't do shit with Cam MVP.
3: Fucking Cam Newton. When he said. He- all when right, Wayne.
1: Well, we know how you feel. You're
3: wrong. You're wrong. He's had two good the games. <laughs> they beat the Dolphins, where he, he was 15 to 19 and they had two touchdowns, 75 yards rushing. And then yards. And the, 55 yards. Okay, but he had 15 to 19. And then. You guys talk about Lamar and how he can't throw fucking for 200. Fucking, he only
2: had one game where he threw for over 200. And that was against Seattle. Fucking Seattle don't play defense. The motherfucker had 397 against Seattle. Every other game, he had less than 200 yards throwing. And Wayne,
3: that's the shit that we got talk about, Lamar. Who, who does know? Cam throw to in New England? Who are his receivers? I don't know. No, Same people, bullshit. Tom
2: Brady. No. Tom Brady. No. Shit, I don't want to hear about who he has to throw to. Good quarterbacks make receivers. Look at fucking Big Ben. Every fucking year they turn out a wide receiver, do they not? Every fucking year. Okay? Don't give me that shit. If he's a good quarterback, if he's not just a running thank running back, thank running you for answering back. the question. Thank you for Lamar. answering the question. Thank you for the question. He, he, he ain't he ain't just fucking Lamar. At least Lamar is fucking still winning. He's still winning. He we might not it. be able to fucking right, but he's still winning. All
1: right, all right. So let's let's talk we about made some made other it games. two minutes without talking about Lamar. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady uh, played phenomenal this week. You know, John's boy he probably date him if he could. <laughs> he was outstanding. Oh, <laughs> almost, he had 370 passes before TDs. Talking about the Bucks, let's talk about Antonio Brown. What do we think uh, Antonio Brown's going to do to that team? We think it's going to help him, make him worse. You think the chemistry is going to be good there? I feel like the, the coach is a no-nonsense coach. I think if he comes in there with some drama, he's going to get cut real quick. And That's my opinion. But I do think he can help the team. If he has that mindset like he did when he played for the Steelers and uh, you didn't hear him much, what are y'all's thoughts? Hey, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Antonio Brown and his
2: circus that happens. You know, I and, and I don't know if I agree with you about Bruce Arians. I don't know if he has control over that team. You know, do you really think Bruce wanted to pay Gronk to come there? He's not even a fucking tight end guy. Okay. And you know Brady's boy is Brown. So it's Brady's team. You know, Brady took complete control. He's like fucking hey. He ain't got Belichick telling him what to do now. He's gonna run this fucking franchise. He's thinking he's Manning. You know? That's what the fuck Brady thinks he is, is manning. So no, I, I don't think I don't think he's a good fit for that team. I, I think you got a lot of young receivers and you're gonna get fucking Antonio Brown, he's a diva, who's gonna want the fucking ball immediately. He's gonna rub everybody the wrong way.
1: Well, uh, your grunt comment, I can't agree to a stant extent. Because I, he's not—he's probably the best tight end of all time for right. what he can do. Because he, he can line up out wide and do a quick slant and, and be wide open every single time. Like, he has more to him than just a, a normal tight end, too. So, I, I think a little different aspect than just having a, a tight end on the team. I think he can do a lot more. Um, they didn't need so, him. so, I agree with you to an extent. They didn't need him.
2: They didn't need him or that contract.
1: Ty, what's your thoughts on uh, Antonio
3: Uh, Brown? First off, I picked him up in our fantasy league as a flyer. Um, So, early reports out of Tampa, um, looking good, showed up in shape. So, it all really depends on, like, if he – and nobody knows this, if he's gotten, like, some help, like, professional help mentally. And uh, if he has done those things, you know, he – if he's a no-nonsense drama guy, he's certainly talented. We saw it for a little bit in New England with Tom, the chemistry they had. So, I mean, if you're Bruce Arians, why not take a flyer? You know, I mean, obviously, they've done their due diligence behind the scenes and there's stuff that we don't know, you know, as far as, like, personal level. Um, but talent-wise, why not take a flyer at a million dollars? The rest of the year, you're trying to make a Super Bowl run. You know, you already have uh, – Godwin's have injury issues. He broke his finger. Evans can't stay healthy. You know, so – uh, why not add to that already elite talent that, on the roster that they've already got? Um, you know, they picked up Fournette this year, too. So, I don't know. I think it's worth taking a flyer on and low risk, high reward, in my opinion.
1: John, what do you think about AB?
0: Well, I think it's risky. I think it's like being a drag racer. It's high risk, high reward. You put the pedal to the metal and you fucking hold on. That's what you do. And Antonio Brown can bring a spark to you. And if Bruce Aarons cuts him loose, if he causes any drama, there is nothing to lose. It can only be something positive. They already got the defense in place. Now you got Antonio Brown in there. If he can come in and do something positive for the ball club, then great. But I want to mention one thing. Tom Brady is like the LeBron James. Nobody came to New England to pay for boring-ass fucking Bill Belichick. I worked with a guy, Richard, uh, at work. And he was claiming at the beginning of the year, all the Patriots are going to trade for Odell Beckham. All the Patriots are going to sign Antonio Brown. Didn't nobody go to fucking New England to play with Belichick. They came to play with Tom Brady, the LeBron James of the NFL. And fucking Tampa Bay is reaping the rewards. And they're in a great position to make a run even better than they were. I thought they were going to get better as the year goes on. And this only brings it even a little higher. It does increase the pressure. The pressure cooker is starting in t- in Tampa Bay for them to 100% uh, go deep in the playoffs this year, not not next year. This year, right now, you got to win. So it's 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 a it, it's a wild wild thing going down there in Tampa Bay. I'm happy for the fans down there. They finally got something to cheer for after we've been beating the shit out of them up here in Carolina for years. Hey, he is What's like LeBron got, James? James.
1: He has to have a super team to win a Super Bowl. Maybe. Oh, oh, shit out of them. The low blow. So as we talk about Tom Brady, probably, you know, easy top three quarterback. Some people say top one or two. And then John always says the best. Uh, We're going to talk. Let's talk about uh, next topic is talk about Joe Burrow. Hey, What you think, Josh? Uh, They say he's around Josh. Oh, I think he's going to be. Uh, I, I think as long as he can come in with a good mindset, I think he's going to be uh, phenomenal to help. I, I think uh, between him and Godwin being healthy, uh, and then you're going to have you're going to have two guys that can that can do uh, you know quick slants, you know your your crossing routes, and then you have Evans and Gronk for your deep ball. I, I just think it sets up that offense to be phenomenal, uh, and just for Brady to make the right plays at the right time. So, so I, I think it'll be good as long as he has a good mindset coming in there. Uh, but I, I, I don't think if he comes in there with causing issues, I think he's going to be let loose. And I don't think the piece where he you know, he signed with the Patriots last year, I don't think that um, Brady would have brought him in if he thought he was going to be trouble too because he was there in New England. And the only reason he got cut was because of the whole uh, domestic violence issue that come up and they decided to let him go. Um, so if Brady really thought he was going to be trouble, I'm sure they wouldn't assign him. Um, so that's what I think about him. So, uh, you know, like I said, we we're talking about Brady being the one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and people say Gerald Burrow is the next Tom Brady. And uh, so far this year, he's looked really good, except for one game against the, um, the, Baltimore, the very good Baltimore team. Uh, I, I think he's got all the pieces to be great. I mean, he threw for over 400 yards against the Browns um, the other day. He was 35 of 47, three touchdowns, but pretty much no running game. I mean, he averaged 5.7 yards a carry, rushing six times, and his top running back was averaging 2.8 yards and 13 carries. So he was pretty much a one-man show in that team. I think they have some good receivers uh, between Boyd and Higgins and then even uh, A.J. Green uh, still playing pretty decently. Uh, they just got to get better on defense. They could be have potential for a decent team. Uh, but he's played good. You know, of course, he's made his uh, rookie mistakes, which all rookie quarterbacks will do. Uh, but I, I, I think he might be the next great quarterback in our league. Ty, what do you think?
3: Yeah, uh, coming out of the draft, you know, if you watched LSU last year, you saw, like, how much development he had made. <clears throat> and he was just definitely pro-ready. And that has shown the first seven weeks of the year <clears> – <throat> Uh, he's third in yardage behind Deshaun Watson and Matt Ryan, and he's only 160 yards behind Matt Ryan. And he has taken the Cincinnati team that was literally winless last year, absolutely tre- terrible, and made them competitive nearly every week this this year. So, you know, he's a guy that Cincinnati can depend on, I think, for a long time. He has the, naw, the raw natural ability. I think he has the locker room, and I think the team has bought in on him and even the veterans, and they know this is their guy. Um you know, and he almost beat Cleveland this week. You know, not single handedly, of course, but he, I would single handedly, he has made that team competitive. And now Cincinnati has a piece that they can build around in the future. Just like you talked about, they got some talent there with Higgins and Green. Um, I believe in Joe Burrow. I think you know, like I said, he's got that raw leadership ability, and I think he's a smart football player. And um, you know, I, I like I like what Cincinnati. I like them drafting him and what they want to build on moving forward.
1: All right, Wayne. What are your thoughts? I know, hey. Wayne. I know what your tr- tr- true thoughts are. You hope he sucks because in your division. Well, hey, what I hope he does suck. But you know what? I think the kid's great. I think he's fucking awesome. And
2: I tell you this right now, Cincinnati gets a lot of shit, right? But they go from Carson Palmer to Andy Dalton to John Joe Burrow. Okay, they know how to draft quarterbacks. You know, they it, you can't complain about that. You know, that's a good to have to go for most three. You don't have no fucking. Uh, you don't have no Jimmy Clauson in between, or you know, so. I, I think they're awesome. I think I think Cincinnati has a great offense. I think in the future, like you said, if their defense can come together, they're a scary threat. They could easily challenge the Ravens and Steelers in the next few years. I think they're about two years away from being a good challenge. You know, when Big Ben retires, they have a good rivalry with the with the Ravens.
1: You know, I'm worried about that team. All right. John, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, Joe Burrow might be great. I'm not. I'm not a big follower of Joe Burrow, but I tell you what. Uh, as Wayne just said, there they really do know how to draft quarterbacks. It's just too bad they stuck with fucking Marvin Lewis for 17 years, and now they finally got a different coach. So maybe Joe Burrow can do something. Uh, I hope. I hope good for the kid. He's six foot four. I love the height, two twenty one. Uh, great size for a quarterback. I know Kyler Murray is in his second year, but I just enjoy watching Kyler Murray. I don't know why. Joe Burrow for me can light it up, but until they start winning, I'm really not gonna follow the kid too much. Who,
1: who did uh, who did Kyle Murray play for? Who did they beat this week?
0: Uh well they they, they beat oh. Seattle, which uh Wayne, Wayne, yes, yeah,
2: Seattle. What a great fucking game. Yeah. You know, they okay. did their Super Bowl early. Okay, and that's great for them because they're not gonna win any more games. Okay that was
0: <laughs> I was
2: making sure you, was making sure you heard. Okay, that. Atlanta in 2015 had their Super Bowl against the Panthers. Okay, you know they luck out a win against the Panthers that year. Okay, every team has their Super Bowl. You know, that's it for this year. Okay. Cardinals ain't going to do much else. Boy, well, sure the Panthers awesome. can't play the Falcons. Fourth in that fucking division. There's no doubt, and mark my words from that, they will finish fourth in that division. You know, if they played in the East, it might be a different story.
3: Either East, for that matter. Yeah,
0: all right, Josh.
3: All right. Uh, for Joe Burrow, I want to get your thoughts, and I, and I know you're you're like a tape guy, like me. Film, you know, if it it feels like watching Joe Burrow, he doesn't look like a rookie on the field. Like, nope, there have been rookies out there, and they look atrocious. This guy, like, has commanded the offense, and I think it helps because there were reports that they sent uh, Joe Burrow Cincinnati's playbook a few months before the draft, so he did get a head start on that. But Josh, what do you think about that? You know, you're you're an analytical guy.
1: I think he uh, he goes through his progression as well. He he doesn't just you know he doesn't look at one progression and then you know start running around looking to, to get out of trouble. Um, I, I think he 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 just he's so poised in what he does. Uh, it, it's 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 mind boggling how how good he is. And his and, offensive line is terrible. Um, he's been
3: sacked twenty eight times this year. Like, can you get yeah. the guy some help? You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, our defensive back sacked yeah. him five times in one fucking game. All five yeah. of ours.
2: <laughs> Shit.
1: Yeah, but I think he has a, a bright future. They just got to get, you know, offensive line around him, and then they need to uh, work on that defense, and I think uh, he could he could definitely do things. Um, but he could be the next great quarterback. So, we talked, you know, Burrow being a rookie quarterback, uh, big news um, two weeks ago that um, Tua would replace uh, Fitzpatrick as starting quarterback this uh, was coming up week for the Dolphins. Uh, my thoughts on that is you know Fitzpatrick is he, he's just a, he's a journeyman. He's a good teammate. he's, he's played hard. But, you know, he's, I think he has seven interceptions this year, which is turn over the football even though they've still been winning ball games. Um, Tua is watching him play for Alabama against my um, college team Auburn. He's electric. Uh, he, he can scramble and make plays, but the one downside he has so far is staying healthy. So I don't know if he'll um, – hopefully he'll have long-term health. But if he does, he has one of the best arms in the league right now. Uh, that's how good he is. Uh, some people had him before his injury, you know, better than Burrow. Uh, but that hip injury could have been career-ending, so it kind of, you know, hurt him a little bit. Uh, but I, I think he has a chance to be very successful if he can stay healthy. And the Dolphins keep getting putting good pieces around him. Wayne, what's your uh, thoughts? My thoughts
2: are I don't know much about college, so I don't know a lot about him, to be honest, okay? But I do know this. Alabama doesn't turn out great quarterbacks for the NFL, okay? It's just a fact. So, uh, though he got all this hype, and like you said, yes, he got hurt, and he probably would have been number one overall, you know, otherwise. You know, but I just don't buy it yet until we see it, until they have turn out a quarterback that plays in the NFL that's decent. I don't know. You know, I don't think he's in the same class as Burrow. He I don't think he's ready to start. I don't think Herbert in uh in uh what, LA, I don't think he's in that class. I think they're going to have a lot of hiccups this season. They got a really tough schedule, you know, the rest of the way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't buy it yet. I'll uh, we
1: got to see. I think it starts this week against the Rams. I mean, they play the Rams which has a yeah. really good defense. But- uh, so, we're really going to see what he has yeah. while off the get-go. Well, at least he, he had, had two weeks
3: to, to prepare. To piggyback off what Wayne said, and Josh, you can attest to this too, Alabama turns out great receivers every year. And you are know, seen that in the NFL now. And Tua had some great receivers who got open and made it easy for him to throw. And Alabama has great offensive lines every year. And a great running game too. I mean, you know, so, I, you know, Tua may prove me wrong. And he, he is electric and he is able to move but it's going to be a completely different ball game going from being the best in the country around you at all times, even when your starters go down, you know, the backups for Alabama are always really good to yeah. you're going to play with the Miami Dolphins and now you're playing the big boys, you know, the Rams defense is no joke. So know, he may prove me wrong. I'm with Wayne, not completely sold on him. Uh, I think he's coming to a rough situation, where uh, your team's kind of of the road and you have a rough road ahead of you. You're coming off injury. You haven't played football. You know, you can play a couple snaps of the day. But you really haven't played in a year. Um, now you're going to start against the Rams. So, you know, I maybe he might limp through the rest of the season. He may light it up. I might be completely surprised. But I'm with Wayne. I think Burrow and
1: Herbert are two better quarterbacks than Tua. Easily. Easily to me. I know and you look back, you talk about the Alabama team. They had two receivers go in the first round this year, and they probably have two receivers that are going to go in the first Man, round. I need easy to go
2: to that, right?
0: Yeah, uh, let me just say about Tua, Alabama had great everything. They have great everything every single year. So, yeah, he was surrounded by talent. I think it's a horrible idea. To throw him in there, his first game against the Rams, against the number one defensive player in the entire fucking league, uh, they're setting him up for failure. Um, I, I, I hate the way they did Ryan Fitzpatrick dirty. Uh, I think he was on a he was on a little win streak. I don't know why they couldn't have been just incorporated Tua into the game a little bit. I mean, if the Saints can go two quarterback sets with 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 damn Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer, then surely Miami could have at least worked him in a little slower. I think he's absolutely going to struggle the rest of the year. He's going to get hit in the mouth next week. He could prove me wrong, but I think the Rams are going to get a huge victory. I think it's going to shake his confidence, and it's going to be a struggle all year for him just to fill things out. I think the organization of Miami has handled this all wrong, and that's just going to trickle down to their quarterback. He's going to have to overcome a lot of uh, coaching and Miami organization uh, deficiencies in order to be successful. Not to say he can't do it, yep, can I but do I don't think he's going to do on it on this that? year.
2: Okay, uh, I looked at the Wonderlick test, okay? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick scored a 48 on the leg test. He scored a 13. The average uh, – Tom Brady's a 33, okay? So, you know, that, that tells you that maybe you don't really know the playbook as well, you know? Maybe you can't read a defense as well. You know, there's a lot to learn in the NFL. And yeah. I think the Wonderlick test is a good
3: thing to look at. I'm with you, John. Look what Philadelphia is doing with Jalen Hurts. They drafted the guy. They have, you know, they have Carson, but they're running Jalen Hurts successfully, what they're doing there with him. You know, and with Miami, I don't know what the situation is behind the scenes. I doubt they're making Flores be like, hey, this is a winner. Go home like you're going to get fired because I think the ownership should understand what's going on. And I think if this year, I mean, like, why not stick with Fitzpatrick who's giving you decent performances? He is a great, great veteran that can teach Tua the right way, you know, you know we all, it's all being acknowledged he's a great journeyman, and there are some even, like, some authors out there But like, hey, Fitzpatrick should be a Hall of Famer but for different reasons. You know, him and the McCown kind of group there. But he's a great guy to learn from for Tua. <laughs> this is how you, you, you study. These are the offenses. Throw Tua in some games, kind of like some Jalen Hurts situation. Get through this year from Miami. Let Tua be completely 100. Uh, you want Tua 120% healthy, not 98, not 99 because that hip injury is for real. So I'm I'm i I'm I'm quite I mean who I am here I am sitting in my house in North Carolina questioning the Miami Dolphins. But weird to me how that went down. I don't think it's a make or break season for the organization and there's coaches staff, right? So I you know, I I think you should take your time just like you, John.
0: Yeah, one one more thing. Let let the kid have some fun. It's his rookie year. You're not you're not going to the Super Bowl. Work him in. Let it be fun for him. Give him that confidence. I mean, Fitzpatrick can work side-by-side side with anybody. I believe that. And they can make this a positive rookie year for him. The speed of the game is different. You, you've you been injured the whole, you know, beginning here. And and no timing with the receivers. He's, I mean, you're going up against the Rams. It's, it's just horrible. I don't see why they couldn't have come up, had a little bit of creativity to come up with some some plays for both quarterbacks and just work them in. Get him smiling. Get him having fun. Get him a little bit of confidence. And then if he starts by game 12, let him start. But right now, it's just too soon.
1: All right. So, uh, John, a little bit ago you mentioned the word dysfunctional. And uh, next we're going to talk about the Cowboys. So, uh, <laughs> should the Cowboys just go in full rebuild mode?
2: Uh, you when, know what? what you two weeks ago, I thought Andy Dalton was going to be the answer to save their season. They're still in it. They're still in it. You know, they're tied with, with the Eagles right now from two wins. But the Eagles look, to me, like a better team overall. They they just weren't healthy at the beginning of the season. I, trade every fucking body. Rebuild, you know? What's the point of winning the fucking East anyway? Just to get stomped in the playoffs by Seattle or Green Bay? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. All right, John, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I think if they were smart, they would. They would at least – try to dump that payroll they got on defense, I don't know that they can. I don't know that anybody's going to take those contracts based on the performance that defense has done. I mean, uh, Zeke, and and you haven't even signed Dak Prescott, and, you know, the wide receiver they paid a lot of money to. So, they're fine. Offensively, I'm fine. But defensively, they were supposed to be way, way, way better than this based on the money they're paying some guys. And it would be smart. But do I think they're going to do it? Absolutely not. they got too much pride. They're going to stick their chest out in making the playoffs if by chance they do win that division, which is possible no matter what. Um, But I don't see it happening. I think they're going to be garbage all year with one of the highest payrolls in the league probably. And I don't think next year is going to be much better. So the smart move would be yes, yes, freaking dump some people if you can through some possible Super Bowl contenders. The whole league is hungry for some good defense and maybe – some change of scenery would, would get a response. Again, I'm, I'm, I, I am I'm not big on Mike McCarthy. I've said it on this podcast a million times. I know a lot has come out about the players quitting on Mike McCarthy, and I absolutely believe it. Um, and I, I hate Jason Garrett was not the answer. Mike McCarthy's not the answer. I hate to put it all on the coach, but Mike McCarthy was a poor choice, in my personal opinion, to try to coach that team and turn them around. They're a bunch of prima donnas. And it's just not going to work. And they need to dump everything and reload personally, but they're not going to do it because Jerry Jones is too pride-filled to admit he was wrong and he's just going to ride it right into the damn river, I guess. Yeah,
3: 100%, John. What just you, like got, you said, Jerry Jones has too much pride. When's the last time we've seen a Dallas completely full rebuild? They've needed it. They've needed it for years, he right? It. Yeah, You know, exactly, in the Herschel Walker trade, right? That I mean, like, that's catapulted them in the Super Bowl, but Jerry Jones is too much pride, and each year they they lose pieces and they try to add a few pieces that they think are good. You know they draft guys like Van Der Esch, you know, but that's far and few between. You know they add Amari Cooper, they spend all this money, but they don't add people in the right places. I mean they have all they always have all this talent on paper, and what they do and it never pans out for them. And Jerry Jones can't they can't figure out who to bring in. I'm with you on the Mike McCarthy hire; not a great hire. It was a lazy hire, in my opinion. You could have. You know, David Tepper, I like the Matt yep. Rule hire. That was risky. But he looked behind the scenes. He did his homework. And he was like, this is my guy. Mike McCarthy, you have a guy that has won a Super Bowl. But guess what? In Green Bay, that was Aaron Rodgers' team. He ran that team. And now in Dallas, I don't think he's ever had the locker room. It has never felt yep. like Mike McCarthy has been in control of that organization from a head coaching standpoint because I think it was Dak's team. This year, I think everybody answered the deck, and I think Kellen Moore has more of a say than Mike McCarthy. You haven't seen – I mean, like, wh- where's Mike McCarthy been? It's Dallas. It's the spotlight. It's te- America's team. There's even – I've read articles this week about him being on the chopping block. You know, Jerry Jones is going to say no, but you have got they're, – they're, I know they have lost Dak, but you haven't lost your whole team. What Their play performance has been inexcusable for a team that should have – should have been in contention this year for a top spot in the NFC. You know, sure they're type in the NFC and they got two wins, but they look atrocious. And they should then shouldn't be at Atlanta. They should be worse off than they are. You know, they it is a train wreck to begin with. Hundred percent agree they should rebuild. They won't do it. They actually probably need too many pieces now. They can't cut the payroll. You know, you won't be able to cut people loose. Then you're gonna have these old veterans taking in their money, not giving a shit really. So I'm I'm with you 100. percent Dallas is an absolute train wreck. I don't see them recovering anytime. And then they're going to go overpay for Dak. Let me throw that in there. They're going to go overpay for Dak next year. And then then they're really going to put themselves in a hole.
1: All right. So I, I agree. I think they need to go. I think they need to go full rebuild. And I if just let me be GM. I'm, I have the perfect plan. You trade Zeke Elliott. Maybe you trade him to the Dolphins that have some money. Cap room. You play out the rest of this year. Your top three offensive linemen are out for the year. They're very good offensive linemen. You have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Their schedule; they probably won't win another game. And then you have three really good quarterbacks: uh, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. You go after a quarterback. You let yep. Dak walk. Yep. You let Dak walk, and then you let Pollard, and you let Pollard the backup be the starting running yes. back, which has played well. You have, you have good receivers. You have yeah. your offensive line back next year, and you rebuild your entire defense. With the rookies, you do have a defense. They have two really good linebackers, and uh, Leeton and um, Jalen Smith, and then they have a couple guys in the secondary that are young. Um, they can rebuild that defensive line, maybe trade uh, Lawrence away. They have the potential to be great in a couple years if they just drop their pride now and rebuild it. Let Zeke walk or trade him away, you can't right. let him walk. You've already gave him big money. Uh, but he ain't performed well. He should be somebody stepping yep. up being a leader right now when players being out, he's not. And one of the things, and, and I think McCarthy needs to go, I tell you one exact reason why that team don't care. Andy Dalton still does not know where the hell he's at from getting his, from getting his head knocked <laughs> off last week, and not one player went and defended him and started whooping right. John Beeson's ass. Look what Pouncey did last year when uh, Miles Garrett hit uh, Mason Rudolph with a helmet. He charged his ass, started beating his shit you up. Defend your quarterback. Yeah. But there was nothing. He literally got a straight dirty hit on him, and nobody even did anything to the they linebacker. Know. They just like there's ignored no, it, yeah. like it never there's happened. No so, it's like no, there's no passion, there's no care in that team. They right. don't give two shits. So McCarthy needs to go. They should go after the the Chiefs offensive coordinator Benelli. I think that's how to say his name. Go after him, you get you a quarterback because you're probably not going to win another game this year. The badger defense is, and now you got a rookie quarterback starting because Andy Dalton's out. Um, you you finish with two wins and you go in rebuild mode, and you have some pieces to rebuild to win a Super Bowl in two or three years. But you got to drop your pride Gosh, now. Unless, unless so I'm think, completely wrong and I
3: whiff on this, Justin Fields will be a plug and play for that offense. You don't pay Dak forty million dollars a year. You bring in Justin Fields at a $20, $20 million dollar total contract, plug and play him, and he's just like Dak. That's my that's my that's my oh, opinion. Oh,
1: he's 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 just like Dak. He's just sure, more accurate right. than Dak. That, that he can he can run. He can uh, he knows he knows how to read offenses. He's just more accurate Absolutely. than Dak is. He, yep. He's that good. So it would just be the perfect setup for them to not pay a quarterback forty five million dollars or whatever he wanted. It's no just, you, I don't know why you don't do it, but you know, I, I feel like Cowboys are going to be prideful. They're going to resign Dak. They're going to try to keep the team intact. And well, they did the same thing with Tony Romo. They kept for, Tony they... around
3: way longer than they needed to. And it's going to be the same situation. Dak, Dak needs to go on somewhere better for Dak and better for the Cowboys. But Jerry Jones is going saying say the same stupid shit he does every year and sign into some dumb contract.
1: Yeah. I agree. He would...
0: Well, well I, well, I tell you, you know, it's, like, it's like that hit on – you, you brought up a, a, a valid point about nobody defended uh, Andy Dalton. It's just like when Flacco got murdered. It looked the exact same when Flacco got murdered, but that team defended him. I, I would disagree with you. I, I wish they could get Zeke gone. I wish they could uh, get rid of those uh, big contracts on defense. I don't think it's possible for them to get rid of it. But if they could do that, I would, I would actually sign that personally. I'd re-sign Dak Prescott. Okay. What,
2: what's the point of uh, re-signing Dax Prescott? Uh, I, don't, I don't understand it. Even before the injury, if you're going to go and rebuild, okay, with everybody else, get rid of everybody else. Why keep Dak Prescott? Why keep that fucking big contract? you got three weird years before they're going to be good tenders again, John. What's the fucking point of keeping a $45 million contract quarterback then?
0: That valid point. I, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying if it's me personally playing GM, kind of like Josh right. said, everything Josh said was 100% right. Uh, rebuild your defense with rookies. I just uh, – I, I hate letting Dak Prescott go. I think he has some skill. He, he needs a better coach. And, really, the defensive coordinator needs to get fired today, tomorrow, yesterday, and they need to they need rebuild John, over there. John, if you
3: had a rookie quarterback come in, you would have Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb at receiver talented, one of the best offensive lines in of football, and if you had Pollard back there as your running back, or Zeke for that matter, you're, you, you'd have a rookie quarterback coming in that wouldn't be like Burrow in Cincinnati where he has like no help pretty much. You'd have a rookie quarterback that would come in and literally have all these Pro Bowl players around him immediately, And especially if they have some talent. I think you could replace that like that.
2: Can you imagine Sunshine being in Dallas? Come on. Okay. A he he be the fucking America's team, right? All
1: over the fucking place. <laughs> Shit, that would put butts um, in the seats for sure. So yeah. So uh, the ne- the next question I'm gonna talk about tonight. So you know, Wayne touched on it a little bit earlier, talking about Cam. Uh, so it's at this point, the way Cam has played this year, do we think Cam is done? Um, Wayne, no, I'll let you start, start off. Say What
2: I said earlier, I, you know, what, I, you know. What, Going into New England, I thought he would be playing better. You know, first couple of weeks, you know, I'm a big Belichick fan, obviously. You know, I thought under that system, he can do the little short passes, do what he did under Turner, and maybe he'd be all right. He was coming in healthy, we thought, you know. I, it's just, I think he's done. I really do. I don't see him. He ain't going to be comeback player of the year. I don't see him getting a big contract. They might throw roll dice again, and maybe he'll do better next year with the Patriots because I can honestly see him staying at the Patriot now. Because I don't don't see the point of any other team offering a shit ton of money. But I don't think he's there anymore.
1: All right. John, your thoughts?
0: Well, this is a great subject for me because I'll tell you what. uh, Is Cam Newton done? No, he's not done. I'm going to tell you exactly what has transpired in New England. What transpired was Bill Belichick kept it very simple the first few weeks. They played to Cam Newton's strengths and as the season has gone on he has expanded the playbook he has expanded the play calling and it's just not fitting who Cam Newton is and this is this is a problem that Bill Belichick has he's had Tom Brady for years we talked about the test for quarterbacks and you got Cam, you got Tom Brady who he also brought in very slow if you is talked about on this podcast the first few years it was very much Corey Dillon and play good defense and have a game managing quarterback I don't know why he thinks Cam Newton is going to come on there in a shortened offseason and just throw for 300 yards a game. You have to not set him up for failure and, and, and make the play calls correct for him, and they're not doing that. And Cam Newton's looking bad, not because Cam Newton's a bad quarterback or because he can't succeed, but because they're not working to Cam Newton's strengths again. And they got, they're getting murdered. It's killing Cam Newton's confidence, but I know he's going to fight back. And he himself said that COVID-19 has no factor in this whatsoever. However, I must say, Cam Newton basically had a broken foot for us and wouldn't tell anybody. So who knows what the truth really is. But if you notice, Bill Belichick went over there to the sideline and tapped him on the leg and said, it's all right, kid. Since when the fuck does Bill Belichick do that? I tell you when, because Bill Belichick knows he fucked up. He knows he put too much on Cam Newton for that game and it's his fucking fault that they're playing the way they're playing. He's going to get it straight next game. They're going to come back strong. They're going to still be in contention for a playoff uh berth, but they're not the Patriots of old. And Cam Newton, I hope for his sake is going to have a few more games. He's going to look good to the Jets team or to the Giants team and they're going to they're going to they're going to sign him next year and he's going to make plenty of money. I like him as a person. I love what he does for kids, but his play on the field, yeah, it suffered. It suffered. Well, what you got, Ty? Um,
3: Cam Newton has finally gotten healthy, and then he gets COVID. I mean, like he says, like just like you said, John, nobody knows like what he's hiding, and that's the same every week. You know, the first few weeks of the season, I thought Cam come out made sharp decisions. He uh, made good throws. He ran the ball well. I mean I and you know, he wasn't around for the Kansas City game. He wasn't in that game. But uh, you know, against the forty nine the other day, he just did not look good. I don't know if it was the scheme San Francisco is running. Cam didn't have any confidence or he, I, I don't know behind the scenes, but I think he will bounce back. He's too talented and he is too naturally I mean, besides Bo Jackson, I mean I mean Cam might be the most naturally gifted athlete that we've ever seen in the league. And just as far as pure athletic ability and talent so he has too much of that i think bill is a decently good enough coach you know to like cheer him up and him and josh should get him back on the right track you know i think they have a good shot of making the playoffs like you said but i think he do i think he does recover he's too he's too talented not to
1: all right so uh you know I, i've always been the cam homer it's always who i've always been but you know he was signed, uh, what, a month or so before the season starts, two months. Uh, he comes in. It looks like the offense was kind of really basic, but what it was in Carolina, you know, throwing short, quick slants, the read option plays, Cam running, running for 60, 70 yards. I, I just don't think Cam can do that no more. He's he's 31 years old. His his body's took a beat in the last several years. This is why he's been injured and they start doing that, and then, you know, of course, he gets COVID, he comes back. I just think that can't be the identity of Cam anymore. I think he's got to drop back and pass. And can he do that? Yes, because he did it in between being injured with Carolina the last couple of years. I just think the, they tried to put too much of the offense on him for what to do. But on top of that, they don't have – they have Edelman's their best receiver, and Edelman's like 36 years old now. Um, I will say Belichick has really fell off on getting talent to – keep coming in to find players. You know, they have a good offensive line, some decent running backs, but they don't really have anybody to throw to since Gronk is gone and Edelman has got older. Um, so, I, I think Cam's got a lot of work to do. I think he can't run the football for 70, 80 yards a game anymore and take that beating. I think it takes a toll on him. And he, he's not that 24-year-old anymore that used to run people over and, and get 100 yards a game rush, rushing the uh, football. So... Is he done? I would say no, but if he don't change his style soon, uh, he's going to be done, in my opinion, unfortunately. Uh, Because, you know, just like any running back that takes a beating in the league, they fall off after six or seven years. And Cam was always that running back quarterback for us in Carolina uh, on top of throwing the football, getting murdered on three-step drops. Um, So he can't keep taking that beating if he wants to stay in the league longer. But I think he has the potential to stay in the league longer he just needs to stay healthy and not run the football John all the time. I mean,
3: Josh, do you know who the leading rusher is for the Patriots this year? Cam. Newton. Oh,
1: Cam Newton, probably
3: by and probably right. by a long Pitcher shot. Fifty carries, two hundred forty-four yards, five touchdowns. And Edelman's the leading receiver with only yeah. three hundred yards. So,
1: and, and I think, and I, I want to say Belichick knows that, yeah. but with no, you know, not having, you know, not being on the team the whole off season, even with COVID. And then you know, of course, he had COVID and was out for two or three weeks. It's just, there was, there's no continuity there to create anything to create a, a complex offense at all. It's all it's so vanilla and basic because they haven't had that chemistry right. together. Uh, so I just think it's just you know, well, Demir
3: Bird is the second leading receiver for Patriots. You remember him, Josh and John from Carolina. Hey, that was John's hey, boy back I in the day. I thought he sounded, but like, you know, he's a journeyman on his receiver core now. He's yeah. number two so receiver in New England. So,
0: you, you, got, you guys have hit on the number one thing. Where the fuck is the money? Where's the talent? What the fuck has Bill Belichick done? Where's the money? Tom Brady's gone. Drunk is gone. Why the fuck can't you surround your team with a little bit of talent? You're paying the whole offensive line the quarterback money? Give me a fucking break. It's it's a fucking horrible situation for, for Cam Newton. Unless he runs that ball nonstop and takes a beating, then they're not going to have any success. And I I think okay, it, I think I it's done. right on okay. Bill okay. Belichick's lap. What do you got, Wayne?
2: Cam Newton has thrown 92% of his passes from inside the box. So it's not like he can't do that, okay? He can do it. He's done it. You know, under North Turner, he was like that, okay? Even when he was hurt, he had some of the best numbers, okay? Okay. When he was hurt, we knew he couldn't run. He was able to throw inside the box. He was able to do that, doing uh, passes and stuff like that. You know, he can do it. I believe he has the talent to do it. I believe they brought him in as a wildcat, basically. You know, he's he was running the ball like fucking crazy the first two weeks, as opposed to what he is supposed to do. How are you gonna fucking bring a guy in that's thirty one years old that hadn't run for several weeks? Okay, that's not something to sustain. Okay, he's not fucking twenty-one it's a mistake and i really think the patriots should have rebuilt the same way dallas should have rebuilt after brady left the patriots should have fucking sucked up their pride and rebuilt let the bills have that
1: division we know the uh the patriots have 22 yes. million in yep. cap space year this year and have 66 million next year they only have two players make uh getting over 10 million a year and that's uh gilmore mm-hmm. and um yeah, Th- Thune, yeah. so i, I I, they got the money to start spending it, but where are they going to spend it? Maybe if the Cowboys let Dak walk, do they try to sign Dak? That's a question maybe you could ask uh, to get a future quarterback. Right, but they have a lot of money mm-hmm. they can spend. Is, also, it like, is, like, is it like John said, uh, nobody
3: nobody wants to go play for Bill Belichick?
0: Well, I, That's right. That's right. There's legendary talk about his film sessions. His film sessions are a nightmare. It's not a fun, happy situation for Cam Newton to come in there and be smiling and practice and having a good time. That's just who Cam Newton is. Everyone else, they just feel the depression. Cam Newton is like a shining star on that team that is has a gray cloud over it of just beat down depression and you know old school shit football. It's a, it's a new age, and unfortunately, time has passed. Bill Belichick, they five. should have
2: rebuild. I think they should never assign Cam. They should have started over and rebuilt. They had four players decide to sit out this year because of COVID. Okay, they should have rebuilt. They should have just rebuilt. Went with the, the stadium, you know.
0: Yeah, Wayne, Wayne, no, Wayne. But they signed they Cam Newton for nothing. They, they didn't not pay him any money. There's no risk. Rookie
2: that you had high hopes or play, you know.
0: Well, clearly, Bill Bill Belichick, the great coach of all time, saw a little something in that quarterback Uh, and said, oh, shit, I better get somebody who knows something.
2: fire, I guess, but at the same time, they should have went full rebuild, full fucking rebuild, and had Sunshine have a chance to go to him next year. You know, the Colts Colts did that shit Uh, when Peyton got hurt, you know? They could have fucking did the same playbook when Brady left. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just rebuild. Let's fucking lose just so we can get a chance as a decent quarterback for the next 10 years. That's what they should have done.
1: All right, so let's get to our next topic. Um, you know, I guess we'll see as Cam progresses this year and the next year. Um, hopefully he, he can improve, and we'll see if the Patriots can make a playoff run. Right. Uh, so we're going to talk about the trade deadline is coming up uh, next Tuesday, uh, November 3rd. Uh, you know, years past, we've had some big trades and, with Lamar Cooper and, and Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, we've already had a trade this year with the Ravens to make a, um, a trade for Yannick, really good defensive end. I uh, used to play with uh, Clayus Campbell and the Jaguars really out on that defensive line to help them be better up front. So, um, Ty, any uh, big trade you see happening before the uh, trade deadline? I mean, I don't... I don't know where
3: Cincinnati is at with AJ Green. I'm sure he's got to be itching to go be on a Super uh, Bowl contending team, and I'm sure Cincinnati be itching for some draft picks for him. I mean, you know, honestly, give Joe Burrow some help for long term. Uh, Washington's got to be done with Dwayne Haskins. Um, curious to see what they would get for him. Uh, first rounder last year, right, Josh? And uh, you know, yeah. so you know, so I don't. Yeah right exactly so I'd, I'd be curious to see where he goes and what that team would use him for. Um, maybe a contender's okay. looking for a serviceable backup. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, those are my top two. Um, you yeah, know, maybe New England gets rid of Stephon Gilmore uh, to get rid of some cat space. So. All right. Well, I got um.
1: You know. I just seen a thing today. The Texans said um, the entire team is on the trade block except for four players, and that's JJ Watt, Watson, and their two t- uh, a left tackle and right tackle—and the rest of the team is on the block. So I would I would see probably the Texans having a fire sale here since they're completely like a playoff com- uh, contention. Tension, and um, I see them making them some draft picks and, and rebuilding that team because, like I said, they have one of the highest payrolls in all of the NFL. So, I'm sure they're going to try to start dumping some contracts and kind of get it rebuilt there while they have a Watson, a young talent. The other guy I see possibly on the move is somebody needing a running back is uh, on Johnson going from the Lions. He has touched the ball only a couple times per game the last few games with Swift playing very good, and then uh, Adrian Peterson, the – the old man still playing pretty good football. Uh, so I'd see on Johnson maybe going to a contender as a backup running back. Um, I see the Browns interested in trading, possibly trading their tight end. That's backup. Uh, they signed a uh, tight end for the Falcons in the offseason. uh Hooper, uh, Nijoku has been on the uh, rumor to be in the trade block. So I could see him moving too. he's a really good tight end. So you don't never know what happens, you know. People need little pieces here, you know. Depth on the defensive line or offensive line. Usually, the contenders um, look for little pieces. So we'll see if we see a big name out there. But AJ Green's a good when he they talked trade talks with him. But ever since the trade talks started a couple of weeks ago, he had eight receptions and seven receptions in the game. So I guess Burrow said, "I don't want him going anywhere. I'm gonna throw it to him." So. I guess we'll see if he hangs around. Wayne, what's your thoughts? I would love the thoughts? Ravens to get a wide receiver. Don't get me, uh, they were talking about the guy in Minnesota when
2: they uh, – uh, I think his name is – I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, they were talking about him. They actually picked some tires around him, I'm hearing. That would be a great addition. You know, but uh, I, Seattle, if I'm Seattle, I'm calling fucking Dallas and got, whatever defensive is available. We need some fucking help in Seattle. They got no fucking defense. <laughs>
1: Seattle did trade for uh, Carlos Dunlap okay. from the Bengals uh, this week. Well, he has to be gone.
2: He was ready. Oh, to yeah, he has. He wanted out. He, he put his house up for sale. Ty,
1: you could have got in on Hello, that. No, man. Missing out. John, what you looking at? All right, we seem to have lost John there. So, um, his thoughts. But yeah, the trade deadlines are uh, fastly approaching. Um, you know, year every once in a while you get a, um, a big trade, but uh, a lot of times it's just um, small pieces the teams are looking for. Josh, I, I was just uh, want to put that to this answer answer there. the team. If to Carolina make trades Curtis
3: Samuel. I'll be pissed. I'll be fucking livid because yes, you have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore <laughs> on the outside, but Curtis Samuel, we saw it the other week is a pivotal piece of that offense. He, he On third-down receptions, there's no better. And he already has a good chemistry of Teddy Bridgewater. He can run the jet sweeps. He can go in and run it back. He can get separation. I mean, Curtis Samuel is a great third guy. He could be a number one or two guy somewhere. But Carolina needs to – they need to keep DJ, Robbie, and Curtis Samuel because those three are pieces you can build on for a long time you know, well, in the NFL world, a long time. But those three are the ones, like, if they get rid of Curtis Samuel, I, I don't think you you could get equal trade value for him because of what he means to the team and the chemistry of that offense. I think you should stay.
1: I agree. You know, another piece i like the Panthers to add is uh, Quentin Williams from the Jets. They were talking about he could be on the trade block. Uh, young talent. He's been in the league for two years. He's played well, but um, they yes. said he was on the trade block. It was nice being a good addition for the Panthers. They have another young guy beside I, Brown because I don't see Short coming back next year. I'd like to trade. Uh, I'd like trade contract. Not playing not again,
3: Carolina early, but we need a veteran linebacker. Please, I mean, I mean, I'll go play linebacker instead of Tahir Whitehead. It cannot get any worse, literally, statistically, on the field, analytically, than Tahir Whitehead. Garbage. We have got to trade for somebody halfway decent. Give me Jalen Smith from Dallas. If they want to rebuild, I will gladly take him. Like, send him on over.
2: Yeah, I'm afraid Carolina's not trying to trade for
3: anybody. I know, Wayne. I I don't think about I just know one linebacker.
1: All right. So, um, as we look ahead to uh, week eight of the NFL season, got some good games this week. Uh, You know, we got. Falcons-Panthers tonight, uh, which I think could be a good game. Hopefully the Panthers can um, keep the offense rolling, which they have been. Uh, I hate Nick McCaffrey's not back, but he should be back next week. I have a good feeling against the the Chiefs team that we have to try to contain. Um, I think the game of the week is going to be the Steelers-Ravens. Two hard-nosed defenses uh, and both offenses that played decent. So I look forward to that game. I think it should be really good. Um, 49ers-Seahawks, I think, it would be another good game. I think know, Raiders, the Raiders-Saints.
3: Raiders-Browns
1: um, should be pretty good. Three um, you know, the Raiders are 3-3, three three three,
3: three. but I think they're um, they're better than their record shows, and I think the Browns are worse than their record shows. So that should be a pretty decent game there.
2: Hey, uh, talking about the Ravens, Steelers, Harbaugh and Tomlin's going to be the first coaches to meet 25 times in the regular season. In the regular season, they're 13 and 11 against one another, with the Ravens leading the series. and And two thirds of the games were decided by four points or fewer. So you know it's going to be a close game, a field goal game. And the last time Lamar Jackson played them, they the Ravens won by a field goal in in overtime. So it, it's a big rivalry. It's the best one in NFL right now. I, I, I can't I can't imagine
1: anybody wanting to watch that game yeah so it's a lot of good games this week I uh, look forward to it looks like the COVID front has been low I even think the Packers Vikings game will be a pretty good game they hey, always play and close
3: the, as I say the Chargers are playing the um, Chargers playing the Broncos I, the, they're both two and four go ahead but uh you know we saw Denver beat New England and the Chargers got a week last Herbert got his first one last week so I think that should be a Drew Locke and Justin Herbert, two young uh, gunslinging quarterbacks, should be pretty interesting uh, to watch.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, Dolphins-Rams will be interesting, too, to see what Tua can do um, in his first start. I think it's going to be a snoozer for Sunday night football with Eagles-Cowboys. And uh, Bengals are going to win this week. I'm going to throw that out.
2: I think so. They've been in every you think they're gonna be the Titans. Game, okay, I'm not. And, and you know what? The Titans almost lost every fucking game. The only game they dominated was against the Bills. So I think this week they pull it out. They're gonna. That's gonna be the upset of the week.
1: Throwing darts.
3: I'm waiting.
2: Okay, hey, you heard it
1: here first from Wayne.
3: Throwing those darts. Yeah, this, hey, the spread on the uh, Eagles game there, Josh. Nine so this week. I, that's I, the I, largest behind the Buccaneers and Giants. Two snoozers for prime time this week.
0: Uh, John, what game are you looking at this week? I'm looking at the Vikings, and the Packers are going to be an upset. The Vikings are finally going to come through. Aaron Rodgers is going to choke, and the Vikings are going to get a crazy win, and everybody's going to be scratching their head as to who the hell the Packers really are. That's all I got.
1: All right, so that concludes week seven. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week to discuss week eight of the NFL season. All right, see ya. Keep
3: out of